Hi, everyone. It's Marilyn Aloria, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast. So before we go into today's episode, which is really a lot of fun and about your guides, and there's a lot of teaching tools and some stories and different things that I do, I wanted to bring your attention to a very special sale. So I want you to go to MarilynAloria.com forward slash sale and check out the incredible goodies we have for you. So go to MarilynAloria.com forward slash sale. And especially if you're listening to this around Black Friday, it's going to be a very, very, very special sale. I would run over to your computer or you can do it on your phone and go to MarilynAloria.com forward slash sale and check out what we have for you. Um, And today's episode, enjoy. You're going to hear a little music and go right into the episode. And I do some really great teaching in here. Um, and it's just really good. You're going to have fun. There's some stories, there's some teaching and just a lot of goodies for all of you. Thank you so much. Remember, if you like my podcast to rate, share, subscribe, and do all those magical things that you do. I will talk to you soon. Talk to you next week. Bye. Remember little music and then the main episode. And then remember MarilynLaurie.com forward slash sale. I'm a little bit wacky today. Have fun. Bye. Hi, everyone. It's Marilyn Aloria, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast. So today's episode, I'm going to tell you a couple of stories that I feel you will find interesting. Um, but the main part of this podcast is I'm going to take you on a journey with your very own guide. And I'm going to teach you how to um, see things from them, hear from them, and feel them in the way that I teach it. So you're going to, whether you're doing the laundry or walking in the woods or you're um, washing dishes, it doesn't matter. I'm going to teach you a way to pay attention to how to communicate with a guide and you're going to get messages. So I'm going to take you through a little mini journey. So it should be a lot of fun. Before we go into that though, I want to tell you that I want to thank everyone for the feedback I got for my last podcast uh, episode, actually it was episode 56, the story I never wanted to tell. It was a very vulnerable podcast for me to do. I didn't realize I was going to cry during it. And um, your feedback has been really beautiful. Thank you so much. So many people have said that they related to the story and they understood what it felt like to dim their own light and they were done with dimming their own light. So I always love when I uh, hear from people that something that I said or taught has really helped them to shift into their own light and live in the empowerment that they are meant to live in. So I definitely encourage you to go listen to that podcast if you haven't listened to it. And then the other podcast, if you haven't listened to it, the other episode is episode 45, where I talk about the dead guy behind the bar. So there's a dead guy behind the bar, episode 45. You may want to go listen to that because I have a story for you. So um, for those of you also, I wanted to mention one other housekeeping thing, um, because sometimes I see this. If I share a link with you and the link doesn't work for some reason, Uh, It may be that the link is no longer existing, but that's usually not the place. It should redirect to something else if it doesn't exist anymore. But I would encourage you to email us at info at MarilynAloria.com and we can um, find out what's going on with the link because I have a team of people that work with me who help with the technical things and they are the best people to help you. And if there's something that I'm offering up to you and you really want to get it and then you go and it's not there, then I first suggest try another browser And then I would suggest communicating with my team at info at marilynaloria.com. 
I know I give many different emails on this podcast, but I'm not going to go and edit that out. I'm just going to let that one fly. Um, the other thing I wanted to share with you is uh, go to my website and opt into my email list because we're going to be sharing a lot of incredible, magical things, especially if you're listening to this at the end of 2021 there's going to be the predictions. I record predictions for uh, 2022. I record them for the beginning of the year and we do share them with my community. So definitely go and join my list. We have a lot of great stuff that's happening. It, the world is just, it's opening up and it's amazing. And I'm going to share with you a little bit about that and what you can do for yourself to open up yourself and have things shift and change in the direction you want them to shift in because it's super important. You cannot go into 2022 with a lack of focus. This is my opinion and my feelings for my guides with a lack of focus and a lack of commitment to yourself. And self-care is at the utmost right now. You have to be doing self-care. Self-care could be walking in nature. Um, maybe you have a really busy, busy life, at least taking five minutes to yourself, doing some breathing exercises or listening to some soothing music or just washing your face with a beautiful scrub uh, or, um, oil or I don't know, I don't put oil on my face, but whatever you do with your face, that kind of a thing. So it's really important that you do that. Okay. So I'm going to share a quick story that happened yesterday, and then I'm going to go into this. And um, if this person is listening to this podcast, Hey, you give me a call, you're going to become part of my story. So just know that. So in episode 45, I talk about the dead guy behind the bar, and it's my experience with uh, coming upon a murdered ghost who is a famous Hollywood actor, Sal Mineo, who I didn't even know he was, so a lot of you may not know who he is. Um, and from our, my experience with him and this man, I'm not going to give his name just yet, but this man that it was his restaurant that I was clearing, we had discovered that the murder weapon is still out there. We have an idea where it is. And also we discovered that uh, who the real murderer is, the person who was convicted was not the murderer. So it was a really big story in my life at that time. And um, I share in that podcast what went on between the restaurant owner and I, and he, he saw, he had a story with it too, right? It really touched our hearts and souls. But at that time, he was running off and doing his own thing and I felt it was my story and we just got into a bit of friction. And I come from a family of attorneys and cops. And once I feel that things are awry or out of uh, alignment or something's going to go a little nutty, I either call a lawyer or, or a cop. <laughs> so I do a little bit of both um, to tell you the truth because I'm like, okay, what's going on here? I need some legal advice. So we had um, had a turn, you know, I had an attorney and we had, were trying to work through stuff. And then we came back together and we're working through things through a handshake. And then I just didn't like, we parted ways. I didn't like where things were going, but we parted somewhat amicably. And uh, he had contacted me back in two, he said 2016, because he just contacted me again the other day. And um, I believe that was through text. I don't know that we spoke, but we were sharing how the restaurant was still haunted and we're both still really intrigued with the story. So I share this with you for a reason. I have made um, major shifts in my life. I'm really putting myself first and foremost. You'll hear it in episode 56, the story I never wanted to tell. And I'm really taking care of myself and putting myself front and center in my life. And what that means is the dreams in my heart, I am really acknowledging and continuing to um, caress and 
uh, take steps towards and be really actionable. And I'm also taking really good care of myself. And that means not hanging around with toxic people, um, doing only the things that I really love to do. Even if some people can't like, they're like, why don't you want to hang out with me? Well, I'm sorry. I'd rather play tennis and go hiking in the woods and do some yoga because that's where I'm at right now. And, um, I've been really, really making some really powerful choices in my life to keep me, um, balanced. And, uh, it just feels really good. You know, when you're like so focused on a goal and you're just like so excited about it, but it's not like, I'm not in a illusion or disillusionment about it. Like I've gone into dream world with things. I'm so grounded in my dreams. I'm so grounded in myself. I'm so grounded on the path yet I'm still in my spirituality and I'm learning how to combine the two. And I'm just walking with such open heart. Like I am ready to live this next level of living. I am done with accepting less than I am done with limitation and scarcity and fear and anxiety. I am ready to have my life open up to the next level. The life that I've been dreaming about, the life that I've been um, doing vision books about, you know, and talking about, and a lot of times my vision books, when I do them, they come true. And you could check out that class on my website, marilynaloria.com. It's called Abundant Living with Your Guides. And if you if you use the podcast coupon, podcast, you'll get 50% of that off that class. That's a great class to like start the new year with too. So Abundant Living with Your Guides is on my website. I'm sure if you Googled my name and that uh, name of the class, Abundant Living with Your Guides would come up and then you just put podcast in on the coupon code and you'll get 50% off of that class. But anyway, so I'm just really focused and I feel really good. And I feel like, you know what, I'm putting myself first. I'm putting my dreams up first. I'm putting everything first and whatever happens, I do surrender, but I just feel really good. Like I feel the choices I'm making are good. So I'm sitting at my kitchen table and the phone rings and it's this restaurant owner. And I'm looking at my phone, like what the F and my phone does something really weird. And I just cannot bear to spend another four hours on the phone with Apple and not figure it out. So I just let my phone do whatever it wants to do these days. But it said uh, the restaurant owner's name, which I'm not ready to release, and plus three others. So there's probably some ghosts. And uh, he didn't leave a message and he texted me and I was actually doing something so I couldn't pick up anyway. Plus it was a little jarring, like, why is he calling? And um, like I said, he has listened to my podcast, so he may hear this. And so you're going to hear the whole thing, buddy. Get ready. No, I'm not going to give the whole story just yet. But I, so he texted me and said, I have, when you have a minute, I'd love to talk to you. So I was like, okay, I texted him back. I'll call you back in two minutes. So I was going to text one of my really good friends who I just got off the phone with and, and was going to say to her, holy mackerel, guess who just called me? But I was like, no, I'm just going to do this. And that feels really good. So I sat down on my couch and I called him and I was like, you know, you like the ghost of Sal Minio. Like I haven't heard from you in a long time. You ghosted me, but he didn't, which is fine. And we started talking and he said to me that he was trying to get in touch with me and that he had um, found his phone where my number was. I, I don't know. I don't remember the whole story. I never remember conversations, which can really drive people nuts. That's why I have to record things sometimes because I'm like, I don't remember what they said. I only remember the energy. But he said that um, he found me and then he was listening to my podcast and then he came apart part in the episode, The Guy Behind the Bar, and he wanted to reach out to me because he wrote a movie about what happened. And in the past, when that conversation came up, I was like, what the F? You can't write a movie, you know, and there's more to the story that I'm not willing to reveal right at this point um, as to why I had that reaction. And it's a little bit in episode 45, so you can hear it. 
And I was like, you know what? Good for you. It's such a story that's touched both our hearts and souls. This ghost has just really changed both of us in these incredible ways. And I said, you know, good for you. I'm really happy that you're doing this. It's great. And so we talked for a long time and he was sharing a lot about what he was been up to and his story. And, uh, and it's very funny because he was telling me that something I didn't know, but I did know because I wrote a book. I wrote two or three chapters about this story, about this ghost story. And in my book, I said, when I shook, let's call him Bob because it's such a name that would not go to this guy. <laughs> when I shook Bob's hand, I suspected mob ties. And so when we were talking on the phone, he goes, you know, you didn't know that I was associated with the Colombo family. And I was like, yeah, I did. And it was actually in my book. I grew up in Brooklyn. I went to grammar school with all the major mafia princesses, the Gambinos, the major mafia families. I was in a very, very strict private Catholic school for grammar school. And my mother had a call when I was born to get me in. And they were all, it was filled with the mafia princesses. Um, there were walls around the school that were like, I don't know, 20, 25 brick walls, 25 feet high. You couldn't get into the school. It was like a fortress. And I guess that's why those kids went there. And um, I was a cop's daughter. So talk about like a divorced kid. I was from a divorced family. It's like 1970, I think, or 71. And um, and you throw me in, cop's daughter, into a family of mob kids. So that was fascinating. They were all super nice to me, super nice to me. So, well, that's not true. The girls were bitchy, but the parents were very nice to me. Most of the parents, one, one parent was a total B-I-T-C-H, but we'll tell that story another time. I don't want to get off track what we're going to do today. So he told me that and I was like, um, yeah, I, I suspected that. And he was suggesting that I don't more than suggesting because he's a mob. He was a mob guy. <laughs> he's going to crack up about this. He's the typical Italian Brooklyn guy that I run from. And that is in my story. And it was very fascinating to me that this was the person we were somewhat partnered up with. He was a great investigator. I would give him my communication with the ghost and he would go and take my transcripts of my channel sessions and then he would investigate and he found a lot of things out. So I really want to give him credit and I actually really like him as a person. Um, but it was that love hate relationship. Like when I met him, I did like, I, I was like, there's everything about you that just makes me shake from the inside out because you're the type of guy that I cannot stand. You're the type of guy I grew up with. You're the type of guy that was domineering and, you know, manipulative and all those things. So when we were getting into kind of like legal conversations, I was really like, it was hitting a chord inside of me. It was hitting all the old stuff for me. And so this conversation, he was suggesting strongly that I don't produce my second podcast about this story until his movie comes out. And I had said, that's not going to happen. And I was very strong and very neutral and very not bothered. It was a conversation we were having. And he shared why he thought that that was important. And I said, thank you very much. But I will tell you when I'm about to release it. It's not, I said, this story has been in both of us for 10 years. I said, I will let you know when I'm about to release it for sure so that you can we can have a conversation around it. But I'm not going to wait till your movie is out there until my I produce my podcast and get it out. I said it's going to take a little while because it's a very scripted story. And he understood that. And we were both agreed on that and stuff like that. And we talked about finding the murder weapon still and, um, and things like that. The point of my story for all of you, and I'm really kind of holding back a bit because now he listens to my podcast. This is the problem with podcast. People listen to it that you don't know. 
When you're in on Facebook, and I did most everything on Facebook, I don't even do a lot on YouTube. We're about to get into YouTube next year. But on Facebook, I kind of have an idea who's watching and listening to my stuff because you see who shows up live and you see who comments after and you just have a good idea of the majority of people. On my podcast, people listen to it that I don't know are listening to it. And it's kind of like there's a woman um, I know and I play tennis with and somebody sent me one of her blog posts. And it was the most beautiful blog post, but it was very revealing about her life story. And my friend was like, I just thought you may want to know this because she knew I played tennis with this woman. And I said, you know, I'd love to say something to her, but I know how vulnerable that is. I, I can't stand when I'm at a dinner party and somebody's like, oh, I listened to that, blah, blah, blah. And you think I would be fine with it, right? But I kind of like, this is such a vulnerable space with all of you. And then when I'm at a dinner party or I'm on the tennis court, there's a different Marilyn that comes out, especially on the tennis court, because I leave a lot of this behind, at least I try to, because I want to just play tennis. I don't want to be talking to dead people, you know, <laughs> unless it's like a tennis pro that's dead and he's teaching me. I've done that on the court. I'll be serving. I know I'm going off on a tangent. I'll be losing a game and I'll be like calling in like some tennis ghost and I'll be like asking him to coach me on the court. There are advantages to being a medium and playing tennis. So anyway, we ended the conversation and um, I felt really good because I wasn't thrown. I wasn't shaking in my boots. I wasn't, I stood up for who I am, but I didn't have to do it in an angry way. It was a very amicable conversation. He, he's an enjoyable person to talk to. He's interesting. And he was, he wanted to help in certain things. And I was like, I'm good. Don't worry about it. I'm not so sure I want to take um, um, something from an ex-mob guy. I know if he's listening to this, hopefully he'll laugh. I don't really care though, because there was some truth in that because I grew up with mob people, <laughs> but he says he's not with them anymore and I believe him. So with that said, the reason why I bring all of this to you today is because my goals, my intentions, my focus is so important to my life right now. And nobody is going to knock me off the path any longer. Now, that's not to say that when I'm ready to produce this, if I can't tell you what's going to happen at that moment in time, and maybe there's a conversation that goes on, I don't know. I'm open. I'm surrendered. I'm not like, no, da, 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 da. I'm just like, okay, let's see what happens. I just want to move forward with the story. I'm making a lot of room for myself in my business so that I can create more and show up more. I've been doing more lives on Instagram. Um, I don't know what I'll do about Facebook, but we're definitely going to be getting more active on YouTube. We're going to be starting a new YouTube channel. You know, there's a lot of things that I'm getting ready to do. And so I'm creating these incredible, um, I have incredible courses in my program and in my business. And it allows me to show up for my communities and also, um, and I've been doing like on my membership group, I've been doing like Facebook lives just as things hit me. I do that all the time because I let them know my personal stories because I trust them. And then I um, am going to be creating and writing more. So I share all of this with you because I want all of you to really think of something you want to create in your life that you want to desire. Now, let me get very clear with you guys about something. And I'm going to really get outspoken about this next year. If you friggin' write me and ask me if your ex is coming back to you, I'm not answering it. And I'm going to tell you why. I, I can't stand those questions. Because the, the question I could handle, the, the reason why is because it becomes from a victim place. You think your life isn't going to be happy until so-and-so comes back to you. So-and-so is gone so that you can be happy. And if there's a real heartache there, which I understand the question I would mo more uh, appreciate, and don't send them to me, 
would be, um, you know, my boyfriend Joe left me and I really feel like there's some soul searching I need to do. I want to figure out what it was that I need to learn so I can grow and maybe try to patch this up with him. So what do I need to learn about myself or what do I need to know about our relationship or what am I not seeing about the relationship? Because many times the friggin' partner that left is abusive and you're wanting more of that abuse in. I, I used to listen to Joel Olstein. I don't know how you feel about him, but that's your opinion. And um, he would say, you know, if God took that person away, there's a good reason for it. So celebrate that. Now, I every ex that I broke up with that um, I was heartbroken over, oh, you know, thank you so much that we broke up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I thought that was the end of the world. So don't ask me that. Don't ask me what the lottery numbers are. Don't ask me when your parent's going to die so you can get the inheritance. I get these questions. And it's not a judgment. It's just, I want, I'm going to work only. And if this isn't you, I'm sorry. I would suggest that I probably won't be for you because I'm going to get even stronger opinionated about this next year. Most of the people that work with me, if not all, it's very rare that one or two comes in that isn't in this place. They are very aware that the work starts and ends with them. And they're in my communities, learning how to speak to their guides, learning about their psychic abilities, growing their psychic abilities so that they can get the answers that sit inside their soul. Now, that's not to say I don't do readings in my program because I do. I do group readings. And that's not to say that you can't, nobody asked me if their ex is coming back. But if somebody had said to me, you know, my husband and I are splitting up, which happens, I get this question a lot. What can I do or what can we do to make things better? I answer that. I go into my channeling and I answer that question. Um, so I will give more examples of this so you get very clear. And I know a lot of people don't know how to ask questions and that's part of the problem. So let's talk about that now. First, I want you to think of, you can do this with a live person or a deceased person, but for this purpose, I want you to pick somebody who's deceased that you don't know. I don't want it to be a family member because many times when you pick a family member, you're expecting your father or your mother to sound the same way and they accelerate and change consciousness on the other side. And if you're waiting for your father like to sound like the way he was on the earth plane, you're it's going to trip you up and you're not going to get the message that he really wants to give you. So I want you to think of somebody, think of a goal first. Think of something that you would really like to accomplish. It could be... Um, a beautiful house. It could be a book that you want to write. It could be a movie that you want to produce. It could be uh, the love that you want to invite in. Think of something that you really desire. Now, if it's something like buying a house, you may want to think about a person who um, maybe has the lifestyle that you want, had the lifestyle you want. I want you to pick someone who's deceased for a reason. I don't know why, because they're telling me to say that. And um, so maybe you want to know how can, like, I want to pick somebody who's going to help me to afford a house or help me to have the dream property that I want, or is going to help me to write the book that's going to give me the money to buy the dream property. So take a moment now, you could pause this um, podcast and think about that one. I want you to pick one goal because it's a domino effect for every other goal. Trust me. So pick one goal. Okay, whether you paused or not, I paused a little bit for you just in case you're doing real time. Okay, so think about someone who's deceased who would probably have really great advice for you in this particular area. So if it's about finding your greatest love, 
You may think about George Burns. You may be too young for that. Um, try to think of somebody who had a great love affair or just was um, just had a great relationship. Like a lot of people don't like Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan, but they had a beautiful relationship. George Burns and Grace uh, Gracie. Grace Burns, Gracie Burns, I can't remember her, which last name she went by, if it was the same name. They had a beautiful relationship. I'm trying to think of somebody else, but I can't think of it right now. So you could pause. If it's an author, maybe it's an author who's deceased, who wrote incredible books. Um, if it's some, a movie producer or a movie director or a, or a screenplay writer, it's somebody who's deceased. I want you to come up with somebody who's deceased. Normally, it's easier to come up with somebody who's alive for this particular exercise, but they're making it hard on you. Now, if you can't come up with someone in that particular area, just pick a deceased person that you admire. So I couldn't come up with someone, I paused. And then Lucille Ball is coming in. So I'm gonna choose Lucille Ball. So choose someone who you admire in history who's deceased, okay? Now, this is the thing I want you to do. When you work with me and study with me, the biggest thing I teach is to use your imagination. If you don't use your imagination, you are gonna trip yourself up. And I don't care what all those other teachers tell you out there, This you're listening to my podcast, so it's my lesson. Imagination is everything. Imagination is creativity. Imagination is where our guides play. Imagination gets us out of ritual thinking or strict thinking or formulaic thinking is the word I'm looking for and allows you to play in the areas where these deceased people hang out. So you have to make a promise and you may be like, I don't know how to do that. I don't play with my imagination. Just say, I promise to trust this exercise right now. I promise to do it and just play with it and not be right, not care if I'm right or wrong. You have to not care if you're right or wrong. That's the biggest, it is the best lesson I learned when I stepped into my mediumship by the craziest medium I've ever met. I would never say her name because she was nuts, nuts. And, um, and believe me, I wasn't the only one who said that. And because sometimes I think, is it just me? And then other people say, and I'm like, oh, good. It's not just me. So I'm picking Lucille Ball. You pick somebody. Now, here's what you do. You may have an image of them in your head. That's good. It might be somebody that it's kind of good. I don't care whether you use somebody in history, you know, very well or don't. Like it could be Abe Lincoln used to come to me a lot. You know, he was sitting in my living in my dining room once. And I'm like, what are you doing here, Abe? And then I was doing this um, haunted tour on this app called Detours. And I was in Washington. No, I was in, I wasn't in Washington. Yeah, I was in Washington. <clears throat> and they weren't telling me the locations. And uh, I went to bed at night at the hotel. And I'm like, what the frig is Abe Lincoln doing in my friggin' hotel room? And then he wouldn't leave me alone. And I, I don't mind him because he's a nice guy. And I was like, all right, you could stay. Just, you know, don't wake me up. And then I'm like going down to the lobby to meet the producers. And he's like following me. And I'm like, what the, f in the elevator and everything. I just thumped my desk. And um, I said to the producers, freaking Abe Lincoln's like with me this entire time. I don't know why. And I didn't know where they were taking me. And they just started laughing. And then what they were doing was taking me to the theater where John Booth, who killed Abe Lincoln, uh, went to shows. So that was why. And I had no idea. I had no idea at all. So if I didn't trust my imagination and just allow it to run and then speak it, um, that would have been a magical moment I would have missed, you know, because if I was like, I'm not going to tell them Abe Lincoln's been in my hotel room and he's right next to me right now in the lobby. I was like, fuck that. Abe Lincoln's next to me. Okay. 
So think about the person. We'll, we'll continue on, maybe not in the next episode, but I'll continue this work. And if you really want to learn this work, come into Membership for Your Soul or get the class Everyday Guided Living. But you know I continue to share on this podcast because I want people to learn. So think about, a. I want you to choose where they stand, okay? I don't think I'm going to be able to go into everything the way I want to, so we'll see how it goes. You choose where they stand. So when my guides come, and I'm going to do a little lecturing too, so just bear with me. When my guides come in, they all stand in a specific spot. So when I was first meeting them, um, I was already talking to my first guide who was a gnome. He was introducing me to the rest of my guides. Some have changed, um, but a couple have remained the same. And a few of them have remained the same. And they would stand in one specific location and they're always in that spot. So I could have been doing a big, huge party and they would be, I have one guy that specifically stands in front of me and she's about mm, 10 feet away from me. Some maybe two feet. Mine usually do a little bit, well, the ones to the right and left to me are a little bit closer. Depends on their energy because if she moved in, I probably would get very nauseous because her energy is quite strong and um, it can mess with my system. And they know that, they know all that kind of stuff. So whether I'm in my meditation room or I'm in a location I've never been in or I'm doing a space clearing, they stand in the same spot around me. Now, a lot of times what I see people mistake and screw up is they wait till their guides tell them what to do. And because they're struggling with mind chatter, they can't even hear what their guide wants. So they just sit this in this back and forth struggle. Don't wait for them. You're in a co-creation, a co-creative relationship with them. So you tell them where to stand. I teach this in Everyday Guided Living. So tell, like Lucille Balls to my right, tell them where to stand right now. Now what you're going to do is, and at any time you have to pause this, just pause it so that you could have your own experience with it. But I'm going to go pretty fast because I've talked a lot. You're going to breathe with them. So the way that I teach this is I will send breath to Lucille Ball. And when I inhale, she's sending breath to me. And basically what we're creating is an umbilical cord of breath between the two of us. Now, what this does is there's an inner awareness that's happening inside of us. So my inner awareness, when I'm paying attention to breathing with Lucille Ball, let's all do take three breaths right now and then I'll explain it after. So you're going to, we're going to do this real time. You're going to take three breaths. So you're sending them breath. I don't care if you're exhaling to them or you're inhaling to them. There are no right or wrongs when you work with me. There's just the experience. So you may be like, I don't, I got, I'm so afraid I'm going to do this wrong. I get this sometimes. Let, my community now knows the way I work, so they know to be free with it. But new people don't, and they might be like afraid to get things wrong. You're not going to get it wrong. You're the instrument, remember? I'm just the teacher giving you a technique and tool. So let's, in real time, I'm not going to speak for three breaths for myself. I'm going to do it too. I want you to breathe with your guide. Basically, you're focusing on the line of breath, whether it's an inhale or exhale, both of them, whether you're sending her an inhale She's sending me an exhale, whether it's a he or she. You're focusing on it like it's an umbilical cord, a line of energy, and it may even start taking shape or form or color. So just do that now. Now, as you're breathing, I want you, so my eyes are closed. Your eyes may not be able to be closed because you're walking and that's okay because there's this inner awareness. When I'm working now, I'm multidimensional language. So I could be having a linear conversation with someone, but I'm hearing, seeing, feeling, sensing, knowing all at the same time. 
Some of those are a little bit darker sometimes. Sometimes it's seeing and hearing. Sometimes it's the claircognizance with seeing, you know, some are highlighted more than others. So you can do this with your eyes open. Now, when you do it, I want you to notice where your breath is coming from and where they're sending breath out. So when I send it to Lucille Ball, it's coming from my heart. When she sends it back, it's coming from her mouth. I don't know why. I think it's kind of funny. It's Lucille Ball. She cracks me up. So just notice where your breath is coming from in your body. There's a reason for this and where they're sending it to you. So do that now with three breaths. Now, what I want you to do, so the reason for I have you do that, ask them why you're receiving the breath in a certain area of your body, like I'm receiving it in my heart, giving it to my, giving it in my heart, receiving it in my heart. She's giving it from her mouth and probably receiving it in her hand, it feels like. Does it matter? Just ask, and I want you to use your imagination and just allow whatever comes. And if you don't hear anything, Notice if you see anything. Notice if you feel anything. Feeling is the biggest thing and people negate it. They're always like, I don't hear it. I don't see it. I'm like, well, what do you feel? And then I love how people describe feelings because they don't use emotional words. They'll be like, cold. I'm like, okay, but what's emotionally do you feel? Where do you feel it in your body? I feel steel. I'm like, that doesn't help me. What are you feeling in your body? Like use emotional words. So you can pause this. I'll do it for like a few seconds if you need extra time, but find out why they're giving you the breath. Like I'm going to ask her, why are you using your mouth? And why is it going to my heart? I'll let you know what she says. Okay, so I go really fast. So she said, the more I speak, the more I'm going to reach people in the world. The more I open my mouth, the more I've seen, the more I'm uh, heard the more I let things out of my mouth, it's really going to help others, okay? So um, what I want you to do now is feel, so I'm gonna leave you with this actually. I'm gonna let you, no, I'm gonna give you one more thing. I wanna give you one more thing. So you can do this with uh, the person. The reason why I'm bringing in the inner awareness, let me talk a tiny bit about that and then I think we're gonna do a visual exercise or a hearing exercise. I'll see what my guides wanna do. The reason why the whole breath thing, inner awareness is everything. So number one, what I mean by inner awareness is when I'm focused on my guides, everything outside of, outside of me falls away. I don't hear any physical noises in the world unless I'm meant to hear it. I'm in my own little kind of space with my guides. And my inner awareness is like, I have, it's almost like, how do I describe it? It's almost like all of my inner senses are inside of me. So even if I'm in a reading or I'm talking to my guides and sometimes I'll say on a record, when I channel, I record it because I'll never remember what I say. I will sometimes open my eyes and I'll say my eyes are open because a lot of times when I'm channeling just with my guides by myself, my eyes are closed. When I'm doing a reading, my eyes are usually open. Sometimes I'll close them. And if they're using things in my physical space that are actually in my space, they're using it for the reading. And sometimes I could have my eyes open, but I'm not seeing anything in the physical space because all I'm seeing is third eye projections or what they want me to see in my third eye, my clairvoyancy. Or they may physically project a third eye projection out into the world, like a bunny rabbit jumping by, or a, uh, I'm seeing a, um, a robin, a blue jay fly by right now. It's not flying by outside, but they're projecting it out into my sky and I'm seeing it as an image. So 
my inner awareness is everything because I'm not getting distracted by mental thoughts, mental thinking. I'm really inside my body and my side, my soul, and I'm communicating from there. So it's when I do that umbilical cord of energy, and I would like you to continue to do that and play with it, you'll notice eventually how your awareness drops inside of you and you breathe with them and you take information from them from a very sacred place. Now your place may be in your finger, in your toe. Mine kind of is inside my heart and and my stomach, my upper stomach. So it's kind of like my third and second chakra is where I feel like my inner awareness is really anchored into my communication with my guides. So, okay. So now you're walking with this guide and you're breathing with them. Notice how you feel. Notice where you feel it. Notice how it makes you feel to feel it there. So I feel excited. How does it make you feel to feel it? Now we talked about questions early on and the way that I usually word questions is what do I need to know to write my book? Say I was going to do that. Where do I need to go in order to open myself up to love? Um, what do I need to know in order to heal uh, the part of me that's hurting right now? Um, who do I need to talk to to find inspiration for my goals? You know, whatever your question is, right? So those are questions that I feel you get more profound answers that really stick with you. Because when it's just tell me if it's going to work out or not, that's a period. And I teach a dot, dot, dot technique, which I know I've taught in this uh, podcast before. The dot, dot, dot technique allows you to always evolve into another question with a deeper answer. And that's growth. That's where we get to surrender, stop holding on tight. And we get to have even more than we imagined happen in our life. So think of a question. I would like you to ask a question like, what do I need to do in the next month in order to move closer to my goals? Or I don't really want a month with some of you guys because I think that'll extend to a year. I want people taking action. So some of you do take action and I'm not like, I'm just, I'm just going to be tough with people because I want them to take action. So how about like, let me try to give you a question. Um, here's the question. What step do I need to take or what do I need to do in the next 24 hours to move me closer to my goal? Now, here's the thing that my guides are saying. They want that 24 hours. They want you to really listen to what the answer is. They're using your listening, but they want to use seeing too. And I'll give that in a second. And here's what they want you to know. It doesn't have to relate to your goal. So it's not like, say you wanted to write a book. It's just the easiest one I can use what do I need to do in the next 24 hours to write the book? And it may be write a chapter, but it could also be go listen to some classical music or go to that um, special bakery you've been wanting to go to or go to the park today and read a book. It You may be like, I have no idea what this, why are they telling me to do? It might be go, go to the pet store. Don't, don't, um, it, don't negate it. Acknowledge it and do it. Because and then you may go and do it and be like, that was kind of dumb. Nothing happened. You're start, you're doing a domino effect into the solution. 
and you are not going to know every step of the way what they want you to do and why they want you to do it because what you you alone just taking that action is telling the universe and telling your guides I'm ready. I'm committed. I want to make this happen. So something inside of you opens up, which allows more solution to drop in and drops you out of, gets you away from anxiety and scarcity or fear. It's never going to happen because you're in action, right? And then if you surrender to, I don't need to know all the friggin' answers right now because there's something so much more magical on the other end of this. All right. You want me to go buy a blue elephant stuffed animal? I'm going to go do it. I always did that stuff, even with dream work before I was new in my guides. And it was the most magical things that would happen. And it had may not happen at the store at the Blue Elephant, but it'll happen somewhere else. But I know the mere act of doing it, we are now in co-creation, creating this magical journey to my destiny, you know, and your destiny is going to constantly change, evolve and grow into something else. So I want you to ask the question and I want you to listen. Okay, now if you heard, hear a physical sound outside, if you don't hear anything, I don't care. The fact that you're asking, the fact that you're participating is step number one and it's the most important step. But if you sit there and, ba- and are bad to yourself after, like, I didn't get anything, I suck, I don't do this well enough, I can't do it, you're going to stay stuck there. And I'm asking you to trust the work and the process and to not stay stuck there. I have been teaching people around the world for years how to do this work for years. And whenever most of the people, I will say their lives change. Some people don't because they want to stay in that cycle or it doesn't work for them, whatever. I don't care. I'm not going to sit here and like judge whatever their reason is, but the people that stay with me or the people that contact me after it, they have life changing results. So And I know I have. So I want you to ask the question, what step do I need to take the next 24 hours to move closer to my goal? And I just want you to be in the listening as Anna Maria Vasquez says, she's a friend of mine and I love her and she's another medium. She's like, I'm just going to be in the listening. That's it. And I love, like, love that about her. So ask, what do I need to do in the next 24 hours to move closer to my goal? Okay. So we're going to do this together. Ask the question. And then I'm going to be, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to be with you real time. And we're going to listen to the answer. Now, if you hear a physical sound and that's the only thing you hear, let it be. Okay. Did you get an answer? Now, if you got a physical sound, like right now I'm hearing, I was hearing something, but it went away. So it wasn't important. If you heard something like a bell or a plane or something like that, Ask yourself, what does that mean to you? You don't need to look up the symbolic meaning of a plane or a bell. We can all go into memory and know what a bell means. Bells are important to me. Bells are important to most people. I remember being in grammar school and they would ring that little bell, that gold bell, and that meant we had to come in for recess. You know, so I remember that bell. I love church bells. Um, I gave bell to that restaurant, a bell to a restaurant, that restaurant owner to clear the space. I believe I talk about that in that episode. So... Don't worry about it. Just ask yourself, what does that mean to me? What does it feel? If you didn't get an answer, journal about it later and ask. I don't teach automatic writing, um, but if you do do automatic writing with it, for me, I really feel like automatic writing can uh, open up to energies that you may not want to play with. So um, find an energy that's really positive, really strong to bring some light around it. Now, 
that's a whole other topic of conversation. I'm not going to get into it right now. But so I would say Archangel Michael, sit with me as I automatic write. I don't need this now. But when I was first starting out, um, that energy was interesting for me. Maybe because Spirit just wanted me to do audio and auditory with them. So um, I did write poetry though with them. So, okay, now we're going to do seeing. So now you have what you have to do in the next 24 hours. I have to send two emails to people. And then Lucille Ball told me I had to get the story out there. Hey, who doesn't want Lucille Ball telling you you have to get your story out? So then the next thing that I want you to do is I want you to ask, <laughs> I'm going to play a game with you. Uh, I do this on my soul sessions, uh, which I do in Soul Finder Academy. Okay. I also do sometimes I play games in membership and I always ask secret questions. Okay. I just want you to, if you're sitting, you can close your eyes for a second. If you're walking, if you can close your eyes, if you're washing dishes, just close your eyes for a second to reset and just ask, what do I need to know about my goal? And then open your eyes and pick something visual. Okay, so what does that visual symbol mean to you? What does that visual symbol mean to you? So mine, I saw the rose wall. It wasn't the first thing I saw, but I know how to play this game deeper where my eye can't leave something. And I saw the rose water on my desk. And roses are hugely significant for me right now because I've been praying to St. Teresa and when St. Teresa's prayer comes true, you see roses and a beautiful member in membership actually shared how my last podcast, episode 56, really changed her life. And she sent me, she put it in the post, a picture of one of her roses in her garden. Now she had no idea that that rose was super important to me. And, um, and there it was. And then just now I, it really, my eyes went, it went, just went there. It had to be there. So I know the meaning of what that means to me. It's very significant. So we all can put uh, meaning to the visual things we see in this world because we have a memory of it or something. So think about what it made you feel or what you know about it, or just try to come up with a sentence, what it means to you. So if you saw a green leaf, what does the leaf mean to you? If you saw a white plate, what does a white plate mean to you? Just come up with a sentence right now. Okay, so what would, this is kind of the secret question. What would it take you to believe that you are worthy of that symbol? What would it take you to, what in your life do you have to let go of for the message of that symbol to come through even stronger? Now, you may have gotten a message that you're like, I saw a white dish and it was when my father threw it at the wall and it was really an uncomfortable experience. There's always something deeper and greater and grander in it all, especially if spirit is saying, what do you need to know about that particular visual symbol so that you believe in your dream more? I don't remember what I just said. And the other thing was, um, what do you need to let go of in order to believe in that symbol more? So play with that. And as always, um, I, you can, you know, it's interesting. I'm really on Instagram more than anything right now. I am active on my Facebook business page and we always put snippets of the podcast up. 
So if you want to ask me a question about a particular thing that happened on this podcast or any of the podcasts, you'll usually find a brief recording on my social media. And then you can ask me a question under that um, about it. Now, I'm not going to do readings like that. But if you said to me, you know, I got a green leaf and it was really confusing to me because I got da 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 da, and I will try my best to answer those questions. Um, depends on how many people ask me. So that is where I'm going to leave you. So I'm going to ask you to continue to breathe with your guide, continue to ask questions and have fun with them for a week, play with them for a week. And your ability to communicate with guides will only get stronger. Trust me, it will only get stronger. So for this week, who can it be now? Well, open the door and it's your guide. Open the door and it's your guide. And the two of you are going down this magical journey together. Have a great time and I will speak to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to always rate, review, and subscribe. The more I can get um, you guys to rate, review, and subscribe and to share and the downloads, it's going to really help me to do even more of this. Thank you so much and have a great day or night whenever you're listening to this.